Next on BYU Sports Nation, more money, more problems. Not in college football. The financial advantage P5 conference teams enjoy. I got 99 problems and money ain't one. Where does BYU <laughs> stand as an independent in this financially charged TV rights driven game of chess? We go inside the number. Plus, Canadian pigskin news for BYU, and he's the best overall athlete at BYU you've probably never heard of. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live on your radio and TV, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, June 10th, I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, the man who apparently writes the book on when and where you can wear certain Major League Baseball caps. That's right. I'm going to write a book called The Unwritten Rules <laughs> of Different Things. I bet that's already been written. Of baseball, social norms, whatever. The world according to Jeremy Jordan. The unwritten, the unwritten rules. The Fair unwritten enough. written rules. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. It's a great day to be a Cougar. BYU Sports Nation now four. For four in our recruiting efforts. Trevor Hoffman thinks we're good at closing. Hashtag the closers. Yeah. This is already a fantastic day. Goodness. I love me some JCDBs. Yeah, absolutely. Join our BYU Sports Nation conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and sound off on today's Twitter question. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. What do you think of BYU's financial situation as an independent? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We'll dig into this today. Yesterday it was scheduling. Uh, Today we get into the financial part of BYU's independence. We're taking a very broad look at just where BYU fits into the college football world as an independent from all angles. Currently and how it's going to work in the future with BYU. Today it's about the money signs that surround BYU. The The chasm that exists between the Power Five conferences and the Group of Five conferences is immense. More on that in a bit. Listen to BYU Sports Nation at noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Get out your wallets. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. College football's financial Grand Canyon. Show me the money. The Power Five conferences certainly enjoying that. They enjoy power money. You know, we always knew that, but then we take a closer look at the actual figures. Mm. Unbelievable. Forbes.com providing this information that we're going to deliver to you today. Huge difference between the P5 conferences and the next closest G5 conference. Let's look at the low Power 5, Jerem, and then the highest non-Power 5 team. Just to start that. Okay, we'll do. We've taken a couple numbers into account as Forbes has provided this as mentioned. The total uh, revenue from last year that includes, uh, you know, football and men's basketball. So we've looked at uh, the money you earn from uh, your TV deal, being in the men's basketball NCAA tournament, and bowl games. So that that number, the average payout. Uh, the biggest average payout to certain teams might get more. You know, we just do the total number divided by the members in the conference. Depending average on what they do in the yep. season. Big Ten, $26.5 million per team. Per school. This is from last year, not going forward, last year. The second most, the Big 12, because they only have 10 numbers. More on that in a moment. They don't want to share the pie. Yeah, That's no kidding. They don't want to expand right now. Pac 12, 24.9. Nice job, Utah. ACC, 21.8. SEC, surprisingly, 19.4, the lowest average payout. 
of the Power Five. But then the divide comes. The American Athletic Conference, 7.2. A $12.2 million difference in average payout per team in that conference. And that's what I was getting at. The SEC, which is surprising, is the lowest per team per conference of the Power Fives when you look at overall revenue. And then you look at the AAC, right around $7 million. Over $12 million per school in difference. And the big differences come in what you can do with the TV deal, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nine figures, 180 million. The Big 12 TV contract is 180 million more than the American Athletic Conference. Money, 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 money. (laughs) Okay, the biggest TV deal goes to the Big 10 and Pac-12 at 250 million, right? As of last year. That's just from last year. I'm not talking multiple years. We're talking one stinking year, man. The Big East, by the way, which does not have football, they have basketball, and they made $41.7 million in basketball TV revenue. Wow. Okay, so, so then you look at the Mountain West Conference. $18 million in a TV deal, $7.8 million in the NCAA tournament, five point seven for bowls. They made $31.5 million. That is divided out to $2.6 million per team. 11 teams in the Mountain West Conference, right? 12. 12. That's right, 12 now. So Hawaii is football only. That's so right. You look at B, now BYU is a private institution. So we look at what has been reported that BYU makes per game with ESPN. I don't know that exact number. It's been reported that between it's between eight hundred thousand and one point two million of the five games on ESPN. If it's just eight hundred thousand, it's that's four million bucks. That by itself in TV home game money is more than the Mountain West Conference makes you better payout. than the Mountain West Conference. Guess what? Financially, BYU makes more as an independent than it does in the Mountain West Conference. Did anybody wonder about that? I think some people question that. Power 5 money is very different and that and that there are two points we want to make here. One is that BYU makes more as an independent than it does in the Mountain West Conference. And and we're not even going into the Fact. basketball revenue. Just football home game, just football TV revenue, right? But the Power Five is where BYU's getting left behind. Why is it that those schools can upgrade their facilities so often? Because TV they're making money. twenty million dollar twenty to thirty million dollars a year. TV money. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So when Bronco Mendenhall says, Yeah, we love to be a part of the Big Twelve. You don't I think would, he knows those numbers? He I knows would, those numbers. Look at some of this. Uh, yeah, I'd like to be a part of that too. BYU does uh, well enough with its facilities. I want to take a look at some of this. BYU basketball, they play in a venue that is 43 years old. Okay? Football plays in a venue that is 50 years old, has been expanded one time. BYU does not have an indoor practice facility for hoops. They do for football, which was created in 2003, and the student-athlete building. Those are nice. I think those are up to par. Those are good. The Smithfield House would be last in the pecking order of all these. It's 64 years old. Wow. That has been renovated uh, before. They've all had minor stuff done. But at some point, if BYU wants to be in the in crowd, they need to be a Power 5 so that they are getting $20 bucks a year to be able to upgrade facilities, to get better recruits, to get better players to win. Your donors can only do so much. Yes, and BYU is backed by the church. The church will make sure that BYU is competitive. But if you want to be at the top of your game, BYU's fine right now, but I'm afraid that in the next several years, two, three, five, ten, that BYU gets left behind in facilities and that the facilities become archaic. Because facilities, if they do become archaic, that creates some concerns with recruiting. Recruiting, players, wins, yes.
Okay. BYU will always get a certain type of player. But if I'm Taysom Hill and it's 15 years from now, and I see that BYU's facilities are way behind, not even close to being on par with some other similar school, I might go to that other school. I don't know. Depends on my personal priorities. BYU's fine for now, but I fear for the future a little bit. So let's examine where they are in independence between the Power Five and the G5s. Okay, Pow- the, the group of five that is not included in the P5 distinction. BYU's basically in the seventh spot. They'd be between the uh, six and eight. They are better off primarily because they are available to any suitor that is interested. Let's say any now, of the P5s, the now Big is 12. Now, anyone interested? That's a, no, but right now. At some point, if they say, hey, I like you back, guess what? BYU, because of their independent status, can go now. You'd think easier than being in another conference. You'd have to get out of some uh, series contracts and whatnot. I bet BYU's built something into those. Maybe they haven't, uh, for the ability to get out. BYU divorced the Mountain West Conference and is single. <laughs> and they are not, they're not splitting money with the spouse. Uh, so BYU gets all its own bowl money, all its own TV money, right? Sometimes the single life can be good, right? They're in a good place. I'm married. I love being waiting married. Waiting for the right person to come along. Yes. Is the ultimate happiness marriage? Yes. With the P5 conference. <laughs> With the Power 5, it is. BYU will be happiest in the Pac-12 or Big 12. Family. It's about time. Isn't it about... Pause, 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 pause. Time? <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, so... Isn't it about money? While it's a concern... I trust the athletic director, Tom Homo. He, he's in a good place. He's got BYU in a good situation. Now it's about taking advantage of what you've put together as an independent and making yourself very attractive to those potential suitors. In, and, and in this way, to make money. Yes. It's not even necessarily about winning. Half the schools in the Power Five are not winning. BYU has a better... Win percentage. It's about your ability to make money, to add value, not not be equal to or less and just take a piece of the pie. That's why the Big 12 only has 10 members. They're fine with not distributing and losing a couple million dollars per year just to have a team like BYU in there. Hey, don't take our word for it. Trevor Maddich also believes it's way more than just winning games. Winning may get you a seat at the table, but money will allow you to, to get up from the table and then walk through that side door. It's always about what you can bring financially. Bronco Mendenhall, in that article in the Austin American Statesman, mentioned specifically, we are a dynamic, unique financial brand. We can you make the, money. You mentioned the market. We he can make money for you. Yes. He gets it. So does Tom Holmo. They know how to play the game. They know how to play the game. And BYU is the only team in America with its own contract with ESPN. I mean, that says something. Now, can BYU leverage that into a Power 5 conference? I hope in the future because of what we've been talking about with this money. Uh, Again, BYU's fine right now with independence, financially, competitively. Better off than they would be in the Mountain West Conference. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. BYU's never going back. But I think that going forward, at some point, BYU needs to jump in that money pot. More about the potential Big 12 relationship 
coming up later on BYU Sports Nation. What do you think of BYU's financial situation as an independent? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Other news and notes trending in BYU Sports Nation. The West Coast Conference, as we assumed they would do very shortly, well, they made it official and named Lynn Holtzman new commissioner replacing Jamie Zaninovich. So he's a guy that's been involved to WCC, who's been around it, the scenario. It's a woman. Oh, sorry, a, a yeah. woman. That's right. Lynn, yeah, Lynn Holzman has been with the WCC. She's been in this building to award BYU the women's soccer WCC uh, conference title. When does she take over? When is the official start? Is it July 1st? I assume it's July. I'll look. I believe that she takes over for Jamie Zaninovich on July 1st. Jamie will go to the Pac-12 uh, to help out with that scenario Deputy there. Deputy so commissioner. Does Jamie get P5 money for going to the Pac-12? <laughs> You'd think so. <laughs> <laughs> Second news and note trending in BYU Sports Nation. Toronto beat Winnipeg 24-22 in a Canadian football exhibition game. Max Hall, 3 for 7, 24 yards for the Blue Bombers. J.D. Falslev made his debut, had a catch for 15 yards for the Argonauts. All right. Some BYU guys going head-to-head. I don't know what an Argonaut is, by the way. i got to figure it's that out. It's time for preseason football in the CFL already? No Good. one breaks it down like BYU Sports Nation. Good grief. Up next, more financial discussion. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, simulcast on BYU TV. You can also follow the show on YouTube.com slash Sports. We cut up. Uh, interviews and uh, short sound bites on YouTube as well. So you can follow that on youtube.com slash Sports. At McMinn 5, Argonauts, the band of heroes in Greek mythology. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. That is right. right. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> There's not much that gets by our, our Twitter following. It's fantastic, isn't it? You don't know something? Just throw it uh, out there. Yeah, here to learn, man. Just throw it out here there. To just talk. What do you think of BYU's financial situation as an independent in the college football world? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Jeremy and I have just discussed, we feel like they are in a much better place than they would be if they were remaining in the Mountain West Conference. If you disagree with this, you're wrong. Uh, wow, okay. <laughs> I, just, I can't. No. Oh, yeah, financially it's better. It's just better. That, that aspect of it is totally better. They're available. They're available for a Power 5 conference if and when they come along and say, hey, you want a date finally? BYU doesn't need it right now, but they, yeah, they're looking for a suitor. Hey, we'd love to be in the Big 12, yes. said Bronco. Back on BYU Sports Nation, our good friend, dual threat analyst, David Nixon does college football and basketball, former NFL guy, and BYU standout. David, you're a busy man. You're a new father. Uh, you're, you're trying to stay on top of your own professional uh, endeavors, and you're t- taking time for BYU Sports Nation. How are you holding up, my friend? I'm doing great. You know, any, any chance I get to talk to you guys, I'll take it out of my day. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a privilege. Because you don't have to change a diaper, is that why? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it gives me some, uh, some away time for the wife. <laughs> Everyone needs that. <laughs> David, we have this interesting conversation going about BYU's financial situation in the ever-changing landscape of college football. Jeremy and I both believe they're in a good place as an independent, better than they would be if they were in one of those non-Power 5 conferences. Where do you see BYU football financially right now in 2014? You know, I think obviously uh, being part of the big Power 5 conferences is where we all want to be. Not only 
to play those type of schedules and play those type of venues, but obviously because of the money. I mean, the, the discrepancy between uh, the money with the top five and the, and the bottom conferences is, is obviously huge. I think you guys have discussed that. So um, no question, BYU wants to and, and needs to be in one of these power conferences, but if you can't be, then I think we're in the best position um, for multiple reasons. And, and obviously, uh, playing-wise, you look towards next year's schedule. I mean, if, if, we, if BYU is still in the Mountain West Conference, they wouldn't get a chance to play at Nebraska and at UCLA and at Michigan. It just wouldn't be possible because of scheduling conflicts. Um, but because of where they are currently, they have a chance to go on the road, play in these big venues, and then have some good games at home like we saw last year with Texas and uh, with upcoming years with UCLA coming to Provo again. So um, I, I think scheduling-wise, playing-wise, as a player, former player, and I can I can – talked about the the current players love this format um and and how the teams are getting to play and and where they're getting to play i mean they get to go east coast get to play all over the country uh not just staying here in the west and of course money wise um you know byu with their tv deal with espn i I think it suits them well to be where they're at but no question that the in play um is is one to be one of these power five conferences but in the meantime i think they're positioned very well right now and that's the way I feel as well, David, is that BYU is fine right now, but in the future will get left behind uh, with facilities because of the amount of money coming into these P5 schools. Now, as a former player, now current analyst, someone who's been very close to the program for a long time now, what was the perception when you were a player uh, financially with facilities and just at being at BYU versus uh, now? What's the difference between when you played and the players now financially, if any? You know, I, I don't know if there is much of a gap between then and now. You still look at our facilities at BYU, and, and they're still, you know, top of the class. You look at that indoor facility, it's one of the nicest indoor facilities in, in the country. You know, I played in the NFL for uh, quite a few years, and I, I never had an indoor facility quite like BYU's current one. Interesting. Uh, and, and then, of course, the locker rooms. I mean, the BYU's locker room is one of the best ones, uh, even compared to NFL teams. So uh, they've got great facilities, and that's something you can't – you know, we talk about TV deals. And, and how much money generated through that. But you got to remember that BYU has a very deep pocket of donors that are willing to pony up and to contribute uh, to, to this program, which obviously other organizations, other, um, other teams have, other universities have those donors. But for some reason, BYU, with the, we, with the religion ties, uh, you have guys that are, like I said, willing to, to donate and, and give to BYU. I mean, you look at the North Brax facility um, was pretty much all paid by one donor, and and that's something that uh, you know when when and if there's a need, Tom Homo can go and Chad Lewis, those guys can go to those donors, and and most likely they'll find guys to help pony up for, for whatever they need. But as of right now, I think facilities-wise, once again, they're still even though they're a little bit older, um, I, they're still top of the class, and and I don't think there's much of a need there. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're, they're they're definitely nice, and and the, and the athletes, you know, they, they continue to upgrades, and the uh, the athletes are definitely be, being taken care of. What's great about the BYU locker room? Are you talking the one in the indoor or in the uh, student athlete building yeah. and the one in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Well, both, both, and they've done an upgrade to, to both. I mean, you look at the one at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. That, that was a nice locker room, but you're there what six times a year? I yeah, mean, maybe, right. Maybe a few, a few more times. Sneak during in for football. Stadium of Fire. <laughs> yeah, go hang out down there. Um, no, you're only there. So the, that locker room's not a big deal, but it's the one where you're at every single day, and that's the one at the student athlete building. And it's a, it's a really nice locker room. They've got, I mean, if you haven't been in there, um, they've got these great, big, nice wooden lockers that have that are very spacious. And I mean, it's it's a nice place. And once again, they continue to upgrade. They they've every about year year or two they go in and they kind of rehab the whole place. They put new carpet in. They redo all the wood. And um, 
the you know BYU takes care of them. So it is very functional. You know, it's a big long uh, locker room, and it, it it bodes well for the players to kind of be able to talk and be um, you know collaborate one with another. So listen, the facilities the facilities are great. That's not an issue. It's it's more um, I think BYU with the extra money, they have other opportunities that could pop up. Uh, but as of right now, once again, I, I think they're positioned well. David Nixon joining BYU Sports Nation, former BYU football player, played four years in the NFL. Compare the BYU locker room and those facilities to some of the locker rooms and perks that you saw in NFL in your NFL days. How how close is it from college football to the NFL scene? Well, I'm telling you, when I played in Oakland, the locker room in Oakland was a hundred times worse than that of BYU. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Honestly it, it was crazy because in Oakland, Al Davis he leased a building that he'd been leasing for 20, 30 years um, there in Alameda. And uh, so the owner of the building didn't want to pump any money into it because they knew uh, he was, you know, Al Davis was going to keep his team there. Al Davis didn't want to pump any money into it because it's not his own building. So I'm telling you, these locker rooms were disgusting. Like, you literally did not want to walk on the carpet barefo- barefooted because they were disgusting. It was <laughs> wow. And, and honestly, and I'm coming from BYU where it's, where it's a super nice locker room and open and to this little tiny cramped locker room that, you know, it's – You've got a row of lockers here, row of lockers there, not laid out well. Um, but uh, you got that. I mean, the Texans, they, they had nice facilities. Theirs, theirs were newer. Uh, but then even St. Louis, like I said, BYU's, I, I thought, were better than St. Louis's. So you'll find that with, with a lot of the um, you know, NFL teams, they, they kind of have been in these stadiums or, or these practice facilities for a while, um, and they don't, they don't invest a lot of money into them because they're usually investing the money into the actual players themselves. Uh, but BYU is obviously a little different. They're they're obviously investing into the facilities themselves, and um, you know, and, and in return, hopefully, the players appreciate it and, and go out there and produce something on the field. David, a lot has been made of uh, you know the mountain and the Mountain West Conference back in the day. But as a former player, what was that experience like playing on the mountain? I think I've voiced this a few times. It was <laughs> the absolute worst. I mean, I was talking yesterday with uh, Jimmy Ballerson, um, who's actually a business Canadian. Part- yeah, Canadian business partner of mine. He played, uh, you know, basketball at BYU, and he, it was it was the same deal for him. He played on the mountain with the basketball, and I remember my parents had to get a sling box. They had to get a sling box to connect <laughs> to somebody here in Utah. It was my grandparents lived here in Utah, so they could just watch my games. And then, of course, if something was wrong with the internet connection, internet connection, they wouldn't even be able to watch the game. So it was a complete disaster. And uh, you know, at the time, I think we kind of appreciate because there was no other deal in place, and so at least we were on TV. You know, every we were on every week, but there were weird times. I mean, we were playing the Air Force at like a twelve o'clock game, and we were having to get up. You know, in order to bust over to the game, we we're having to get up at like six thirty in the morning. Which what is this? Day, a mission? Yeah, exactly. On game day, you want to be able to sleep in, right, and get your rest. But <laughs> um, but it, it, it was it was rough. And, and once again, you go you look at now where where they're playing on ESPN. I, I know. You know, fans sometimes get frustrated with BYU having to play on Thursday nights or Friday nights, but I'm telling you, it sure beats um, playing on the mountain where only so many people can watch it compared to ESPN where you're playing prime time. So, and, and I think you see a direct result. You, see, you look at Ziggy getting drafted last year first round. You look at Kyle getting drafted early second round. Um, I, I think there's a direct correlation between the exposure you get on national television uh, and the number of players getting drafted and, and, and the number of opportunities players are getting on NFL teams. That's and, certainly a valid argument, yeah. given the fact that BYU has gone independent, and this is just year number four, and, and they've had two high-round draft picks. Dennis Pitta would have not been a fourth-rounder, and he would have won the Mackey over some guy named Aaron Hernandez. Had BYU <laughs> not been on the mountain. like, and, and it's a shame that those teams were winning 11, 
and 10 games for, during a four-year span, and we're on the mountain. They, can you imagine what would have happened if those would have been on ESPN? What would have been the difference, David? Do you think BYU would be more of a P5 uh, invitee? I think so. Uh, I think so. I honestly feel the mountain hurt BYU's progress in, in trying to get into one of these major conferences. And um, Obviously, you can make that argument with, with maybe Utah getting the Pac-12, but I think at BYU, because once again, those were some glory years. I mean, my 2006, we went 11-2, 2007, 11-2, and 2008, 10-3. I mean, those are three solid years where we won back-to-back Mountains Conference you know, championships, yet we're playing on this television network that nobody can find. I mean, my friends back in Texas – they, they couldn't watch our games because, once again, we're on the, we're on the mountain. And, and now it's the vice versa. All my friends from Texas are always, uh, you know, call me, text me when, when BYU is on ESPN. So uh, there, there's no doubt the independence has been good to BYU because, once again, it has given them uh, much-needed exposure. Uh, and I think as, as BYU continues to gain this exposure, um, they will, you know, start to, to see some rumblings with, with some big Power 5 conferences. I mean, you look at BYU and Bronco Minhal this this last week, kind of just saying, look, yeah, we're open to being a part of one of these conferences. We want to be a part of one of these conferences. I think the Big like, 12 specifically. The Big 12 specifically, exactly. The kind of, kind of honing on that. So I think the, the, the leaders of BYU are becoming more open about it. They're becoming more blunt. Um, and I think in return, I think you'll see some movement, not necessarily this year, but I think there will be some movement here in the upcoming years. David Nixon joining BYU Sports Nation, BYU TV sports analyst, former linebacker standout here in Provo, Utah, and in the NFL. Dave, you mentioned the donors uh, that BYU does have the luxury of going to who have been extremely generous to the program and to athletics. How long can BYU athletics sustain by having to rely heavily on donors and these independent contracts? Do you feel like this is something that can last forever if they wanted it to? Or do you feel like they eventually have to find a conference? You know, I, I think with with the changing landscape of college football and, and how it's going to continue to move to these larger power conferences, I think there will be an opportunity for BYU. I think currently um, the donors and, and everyone around the program are are, are fine where the, the what the current state of the football program is at. Uh, but I, I do think that people will start to kind of get a little antsy, especially the donors. They, they want to be part of these big conferences. They want to be able to kind of throw BYU's name around with their buddies or whatever it may be. So um, I think the time will come. But I don't think it's—I don't think the urgency is quite there. I, I think you know BYU wants to make sure they get into the right situation with the right conference um, and make sure everything's lined up there instead of going into a bad situation. So uh, I, I think once again, I think it'll be a few years. Um, but uh, in the meantime, yeah, I think the donors are going to stand behind BYU, and especially if they're playing these big games. I mean, there's nothing more those donors like than going out to Nebraska or going out to Notre Dame at Michigan. I mean, that's exciting for them. So. Um, I think they'll continue to, to support BYU, but at some point something's got to give, and uh, that's why I think here in a few years you'll see BYU making a move. David Nixon on BYU Sports Nation. When you say a few years, you think two, maybe three? You think it's going to happen that fast? I think three, probably at the minimum. I think it's going to take a few years. Um, I think there's going to have to be much like a few years ago when Missouri and A&M jumped ship along with Nebraska and went to the Big Ten. I think there's going to have to be a big shift somewhere in there. Um, I know it's been alluded to in the past that, look, the Big Ten wants to get to more teams. SEC would like to get to more teams. Um, so I think the Big 12 will probably be rated again, uh, and then they'll kind of be hurting. But uh, who knows? I mean, nobody kind of saw that, that big move coming a few years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if we'll necessarily see the one coming, but I, I know for a fact that Tom Homo's in talks with, with many of these teams, and we've seen him go flying around the country meeting with, you know, the commissioners of, of, of different leagues. And so 
Um, I know he's on top of it, and he has a pulse on what's going on, and uh, we'll, we'll make sure we're positioned in the right position when the time comes. Hey, great stuff, David. Always nice to have you on the show, and uh, we'll allow you to go back to your other life now. <laughs> Appreciate it, guys. <laughs> wow. So David feels like two to three years we're going to see that major shift in college football, and we've mentioned this a number of times, Jerem. Yeah. It starts with the Big Ten. If they go to 16 Brett teams... Brett McMurphy said he thinks it starts with the Big and Ten. And if they become the first super conference they of 16 14, teams... They have 14 if they go to 16. Then everything else is kind of kind of yep. have to kind of catch Domino's up. And fall. that's good for BYU, he says. You, ho- you hope BYU's in position. Wow. I mean, this is a really, really deep, intriguing topic. Send your responses using the hashtag BYUS. And what do you think about the Cougars' financial situation in the world of college football? Up next, we'll get to some of our favorite responses. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. We are on Studio B. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hashtag shave the mustache. Okay. Face punch. <laughs> BYU Football Media Day is June 23rd. That's coming up quick. A uh, little under two weeks away for BYU Football Media Day. Lots to discuss leading up to that and on the day. Can't wait. How can BYU football fit in as an independent into this Power Five group of teams? How do they get in? How do they become undeniably attractive to one of those conferences. And why are they not undeniably attractive right now? There's only, What's going on? There's only one conference possibility, too. It's the Big 12. It's the Big 12. That has 10 teams. I wish that the... Yeah. And the Big 10 has 14. Yeah. Uh, I wish that the Pac-12 would expand and that they would look at BYU. I would love that. That would be the best situation. But right now, the biggest possibility is the Big 12. Thus, Bronco Mendenhall talks to the Austin... American statesman earlier this week, and quote says, we would love to be in the Big 12. Everything he said there was purposeful. Bronco doesn't yes. just open his mouth. This that was, that was, a, that was called, a power play it's move. It's called lobbying, whether that yeah. was in his intent or not, which it appears to be. He's not going to say something like that if he doesn't really want it to be out there. He, he was ready for it to be out there. Yes. He wants this to be discussed. And that in the court of public opinion, for there to be this movement, and then maybe dominoes fall and we go. Now, now, does the Big 12 want BYU? No! Otherwise, they'd be in there, or there'd be something to that. Right now is no. So how does BYU make itself a short candidate for the Big 12? Because Brett McMurphy of ESPN has been on BYU Sports Nation and told us that BYU is not in the top three teams in his mind that will be picked for expansion into the Power Five conferences. ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich is a friend of the program, and he has emphasized numerous times that it's all about the dollar bills. Listen to this. When it comes down to it, college football is not about being inclusive. It's not about being nice to to people on the bubble. It's about protecting proprietary cash flow. It's all about how much money you bring to the table. Dollar, dollar bills. Yes, y'all. I know we sound like a broken record, but we need to emphasize that to you. This is what it's about. Bronco has said, we are a unique financial brand. We can generate revenue. But how can BYU prove that to the Big 12? So much so that they say, all right, we're buying in. I don't know. 
Because I don't know. right now, the Big 12, and you mentioned this off the top of the show, TV ratings, they have 10 teams and they have one of the largest slices of the pie per second, team. Second largest, 26.2, a marathon worth. Million dollars per team. Okay? Oklahoma, Texas, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. Those teams are getting $26 million plus based on bowl game revenues and TV contracts. NCAA tournaments and men's basketball. So if you add cross country, if you add two more teams, then that's a pretty significant chunk of money that you're not going to get. A couple million bucks less. But people say we'll add a championship game and it will make up for that. It sure seems like it. So if it's a wash, why? Clearly they're looking at something and seeing something that we are not because they are hesitant to add a championship game and bring in two more members. So what are they seeing? Two divisions of five, you don't need it. You don't need it right now. Once you get 12, two divisions of six, now the scheduling just becomes a little easier. You go six and two or three. If you're called the Big 12, why not add two more teams? That's your brand. That's your logo. Your graphic designer is lazy. That's what it is. There's some sort of disconnect. There has to be, or they would be chomping at the bit to add two more teams and get into a championship. They're the only conference in the P5 designation that doesn't have a conference championship game. So why? Why are they not expanding? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't feel like BYU is one one of the top two teams to get in there right now. I think that BYU at some point needs to weigh how much it values being on ESPN. Because that's one of the factors going into possible Pac-12 expansion. Will BYU concede its uh, pickiness, uh, for lack of a better word, regarding TV? There will have to be compromise, and I think... Yes, because right now BYU is all in on ESPN, which is the best situation ever. To be on ESPN at home every week is great, and ESPN. Now, you might be on a, a Fox. You might be on an FS1, like the Texas game. You might be on a CBS College Sports uh, sports network or whatever occasionally. Depends on the TV contract of, of the Big 12. It, would you be okay if BYU was not on ESPN as much but was in a P5? Yes. Yes, to me. Now, I understand why BYU did the ESPN route and is really protective of that because they were so hurt by what happened with the mountain. You're never seen, and now you're seen by everybody. This is the best situation. They made the right decisions. And Sunday play with all the other sports, not football. BYU will never change that. That's it, not it, going. That it is, won't happen. You cannot compromise that. And that that is also an issue with the Big Twelve possibility. Okay, so there's this outside group of people that are thinking, well, why can't BYU be like Notre Dame and schedule the Big Twelve or the Pac twelve for like four or five games a year, even make it three, and, and get involved that way. I'm not saying, that they, that, I'm not saying yeah. that they can't. That conference, why would they share? In, like Notre Dame has a clause where they're sharing bowl money, I believe. I could be wrong on that. With the AAC or can, ACC. Can BYU work out a lesser deal than Notre just, Dame has just with the Just a scheduling deal. I don't think that scheduling is much of an issue. Do you want some tie with that conference and this is like the first step in the relationship or yeah, something? Yeah, so the, the independence is the matters. first step and then the next step is... That doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I all I'm saying is there has to be something in this financial slice of the pie cuz people it's not just as simple as well they don't want to add more teams cuz they don't want to share money but if they had a championship game then it would be a wash there's something else there's there There's something else because it clearly looks like they could just add a championship game and they'd be fine There is something else there and you'd make up all the money yeah. that's split it you'd you'd more than offset the cost of splitting Once a conference jumps to 16 
I really believe it's going to happen for BYU because then conferences will be scrambling and they will BYU is too much of a product to deny at that point because you're taking now if you look at four major conferences 16 teams apiece that's 64 teams how is BYU not one of those 64 teams I don't envision a scenario where they are on the outside if you go to the power conference if you go to the I am, super conference I am scared to death that BYU gets left out of it Here's what they do. They have to be a winner over the next few years. They have a schedule to make serious noise. Bravo, Tom Homo. Win, have great TV ratings, which equals potential you know, sponsorship. Star players. TV. That's how you can earn some money and show that you're a, a sexy product. Win, yes. get a ton of people watching your product, fill stadiums. Then you can show those numbers to the, to the Big 12 or suitors. They also Suitor, have to, there's only one. They also have to compromise some TV privileges. When it happens... And I don't – it's going to happen. Like, there will be more changes. <laughs> yes, I guarantee it. Point. There will be more changes. When it happens, BYU has to be ready to go. That means they have to be a winner. They have to show that they are a moneymaker, and they'll probably more than likely have to compromise some of their TV privileges. But they will never compromise Sunday play. There's going to be compromise there. And if, and if They've got to be ready to and go. And if that's the sticking point, that's part of the deal. Do you trust Tom Homo? I do. Yeah. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Tom sees that, like, we're, we're, we're I, I'm the, like, panic guy a little bit more. <laughs> I don't think that I am panicked, but I am concerned. I think that Tom Homel weighs all of these and is, is calculating how he can best move BYU in the best situation. Yes. And I don't have to say that as a BYU employee. I could, I could say something else, but I think that Tom Homel is the best guy for the job. There are guys that are privy to conversations and certain things that are happening that we will never be a part of that are just sitting here listening to sports talk guys say certain things and shaking their head being like, they have no idea. We have an, an idea. We have We're an not, idea. It's not the idea, but it's an idea. We have an idea. Let's get to some tweets. And there. I trust Tom Homo. Yes, what do you think about... The scenario, the situation for BYU football in the financial college football world. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At first underscore Schmitty, BYU as an independent has helped to create the greatest college sports show in the nation. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And someone did say last week, it's the jewel of independence. The the show. Jewel, yeah, we, we appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Whether that's snarky or not, I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll at, take it for what it is. At underscore quick. BYU will be fine. Too many worry. Last time I checked, they're still building temples. Hashtag unique brand. <laughs> Although in the last conference, they did not announce any new temples. We need to pay for the missionaries. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, the winning, becoming an undeniable force that the P5 wants starts in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 80 days. Woo. Getting close. 80 days. Closer, at least. It's not close. We started right. at 238. What are we going to do when it's one? What are we going to do when it's Friday, <laughs> August 29th, and it's the day? Like confetti everywhere? One! <laughs> 80 days is not that far. No, it'd be zero that day. And a week and a half away from media day. <laughs> Goodness. Up next, more discussion and the greatest BYU athlete you maybe have never heard of. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Our show is on demand at BYU.org. 
There are BYUtv.org. There are a ton of things on demand, by the way, Jaron. Absolutely. You can uh, check all those out. BYUtv.org, BYUtvsports.com. Announcement time. BYU Football Media Day, June 23rd. We will have a two-hour special of BYU Sports Nation. A two-hour edition previewing the 2014 season with all the major players and coaches on this program. From 10 to 12 Mountain Time, noon to 2 Eastern Time, Monday, June 23rd, BYU Football. The offseason that we have had is making media day straight up. It's, it's going to be epic. I mean, the point of media day is to preview the upcoming season, so we'll do that. There's also other things that will be discussed relative to what's happened in this offseason. It's going to be fun. I love BYU Football Media Day. You it's, it's in June. I mean, most other people have it yeah. later. BYU does that by design to uh, do it before the others do it and, and own the day. Nostris Nocturnus, own the night. Own the night. There are going to be some national guys the in the house. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. People here wanting to know what Tom Homo thinks about all of this stuff that has come out over the media, the scheduling. and Oh, goodness. It's, it's going to be fun. You don't want to miss it. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, BYU decathlete Chase Dalton. He's headed to the NCAA Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon in the near future. Chase, welcome to the show. Uh, I read an article where uh, it said that, that someone asked you if you were the best overall athlete at BYU, and, and you in a, humbly, in a humble way kind of said, well, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say that, but I, I guess I believe that myself. Where does that come from? Where does that confidence come from? <laughs> I guess it just comes from uh, the years of training, you know, um, the the work that I put into it, um, and then the past successes that I've had. Chase, you're from Tigard, Oregon. That's in the Portland area. You're going a couple hours south to Eugene, kind of the home of track uh, in the U.S., Hayward Field there. What does it mean to you to be mm-hmm. able to compete in your final competition in your home state? Oh, it, it's so great to go out like this. Uh, I mean, this is... This is the first time I've, I've done the decathlon at the NCAA championships. Um, and then just to be able to do it in front of my family. I mean, they haven't been able to see me compete very much since I've been in college. So um, it's, it's a wonderful way to, to end my, my season at my career at BYU. Ten events in the decathlon. And this is why you would qualify as maybe the best overall athlete at BYU. 100-meter dash, 110 hurdles, 400 meters, 1,500 meters, long jump, high jump, shot put, discus, javelin, pole vault. Anybody else want to get involved in that? How how taxing <laughs> is it preparing to compete in an event like this at the highest level in the NCAA? Uh, the training is, I mean, it's really down to science. You, you have to try not to, to overwork your body. Um, you have to plan out what you're going to do on what days. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's tiring. That's why uh, <laughs> I, but I, I like doing things that, not a lot of people like to do. You know, it's fun doing things that other people can't do. You know, it's too hard for other people. <laughs> Absolutely. Chase Dalton is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you're ranked eighth in the decathlete. Your time at the Texas Relays puts you as the, I guess, eighth best score in the country. Where do you want to finish in the NCAA championships? Where do I want to finish? <laughs> Wait, number well, one. Uh, number one, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when, when you get to, the, to this level, um, everybody thinks it's their day. You know, and if and if you don't, then you don't really belong here. Um, you don't go in thinking, "Oh, I, I'm just happy to be here." Or at least you hope not. Um, but I mean, I'm up there with the rest of the guys, and I know that whoever can just pull out a, a good decathlon is gonna go with the gold. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and I'm not saying that in a in a arrogant way, but you just have to you just have to carry yourself that way to be able to compete at at this level. 
BYU decathlete Chase Dalton on BYU Sports Nation. I heard you had an interesting trip up to Oregon, uh, maybe an unexpected stop along the way. Were, were you part of the, the track and field team that uh, didn't have the smoothest trip to Oregon? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That was just yesterday. We were, we were, we were backing up uh, uh, the plane, and we just felt a little crunch, looked out the window, and our plane was – our plane wing was tied up with another plane wing, so we was back into wow. the plane. So. <laughs> so we survived our first plane crash. <laughs> Where, was that in Salt Lake? Where was it? Yeah, that was in Salt Lake. Yeah, so we had to get off the plane and, and wait for them to fly in another plane for us. But oh I mean, we, we we still got here. But it was just uh, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. Funny. Anytime you're in a plane and you hear a crunch. That is not that, a good thing. Not good. You hope that you're on the ground and not in the air when that happens. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, glad, oh, that, yeah, no glad that you survived I love that, that you're laughing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that you survived that we read uh, in an article in the Salt Lake Tribune is that uh, you had an incident with a cactus and a birdcage on your mission. What can you tell us about that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I maybe I could have said it a, diff, uh, a little better. Um, but yeah, I was just helping. <laughs> I was just helping some people move. We were moving a, a giant chicken coop, like one that had railroad ties and everything in it. And I was holding on to the bottom, and everyone else was holding on to the top. And the, the two separated, and it came down, and it, and it smashed my hand between the railroad ties and a barrel cactus. And it took uh, the other three guys just to pick it up to get it out of my hand. So after I pulled the the thorns and everything out of my hand and uh, yeah it was, it was broken it was broken pretty good <laughs> how are you a decathlete after an incident like that oh <laughs> that, that's 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 not the fact every every athlete goes through injuries like that no matter really what sport um just but it was on my mission i had time to heal <laughs> it's super super normal uh, super normal life you've led to uh one do the decathlete to be in that plane to have your hand broken with a cactus <laughs> and I mean, a bird cage <laughs> this is just super normal um what's i guess uh what's the thing that you think about um the most as you participate in the decathlon to try and motivate yourself to win that national championship oh I mean, during the competition, uh, I'm I'm just thinking about what I'm doing at that exact moment. It's ten it different a, times. A <laughs> yeah, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm not competing, if I'm sitting resting, I'm thinking about I'm resting. I'm I'm uh, trying to focus on what I'm doing exactly right now, so I don't get anxious for the future and, and waste energy getting all you know energized for the for the next event. I'll just do that when it comes, so I can save energy to preserve it for the whole the whole event. Chase Dalton, BYU decathlete on BYU Sports Nation. We wish you the best at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, and hopefully no more crunching plane incidents on the way back. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, up next on BYU Sports Nation, the Cougar Whip Around, football north of the border. We promise no more talk about bird cages and cactus. Cacti? Is that how you say that, Jerry? Cacti, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Cactus, the cactus. We're back on BYU Sports Nation after this. Sports. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Sir Linton and Jerem, don't call me Jared Jordan, hanging out. You know what time it is, dude? They've done that. 10.55 Mountain Time. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around, the West Coast Conference. Boom, baby. Jamie Zaninovich's successor was named yesterday. West Coast Conference Commissioner, the new one will be Lynn Holzman. Congratulations to her. She's been the Executive Senior Associate Commissioner and Chief Chief Operating Officer 
recently. She is a former women's basketball player at Kansas State and served 16 years at the NCAA working with academic stuff. Yeah, how about that resume? Academic Cooters and the CFL, eh? Toronto beat Winnipeg <laughs> in a Canadian Football League yeah. exhibition last night. Max Hall led the Blue Bombers in six series. Going three for seven, passing with 24 yards. He only JD threw seven Falsa. passes in six series. Yeah, what the heck? It's exhibition. J.D. Falsa made his debut. He had one catch for 15 yards for the Argonauts. Jason and the Argonauts. And two penalties. What is an Argonaut, Jeremy? You learned that today. It is a band of heroes <laughs> in Greek he mythology. Oh, wait, 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 where is it? Where's the answer? I, I, I put Yay. you on the spot. I put you on the spot. Tomorrow on the show, Peyton Dastra, yeah. BYU basketball commit. He doesn't. No, I'm not going to go there. Okay, I don't even go, know where Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, give me an O. Not that I. Yeah, um, yeah. He he'll be on the show. Uh, he's in town for some BYU basketball camps, I believe. He has a mission call to Panama, I believe, in July. Who gets our rise and shout today? I go. Let's go, Chase Dalton. Why did we not give him the karma? What the heck? What were we thinking? Oh, my goodness. Can we give it to him now? Sure. Let's give it to him now. Chase Dalton gets the BYU Sports Nation karma. Good luck in the decathlon, 10 events, running, jumping, throwing. Give me some Twitter machine. (laughs) Out of the Gregorian chant, please. Sorry, I can't hear you. (laughs) There we go. What do you think of BYU's financial situation as an independent at Laser Sheep? What's up, man? You always BYU up. money is a hot topic. Tithing is involved on one That's end. store hot topic. But sports generate a lot of money as well. I think BYU does it very well. So, yeah, they're in a good situation, but how long can you sustain yes. without that huge TV contract? At Merrick Company FF. I think the BYU situation as an indie is more athletics for less money. That's the truth. Yeah, you take advantage. BYU has the best non-P5 athletic program in the country, for sure. Hey, thanks for our guests today, David Nixon and Chase Dalton. Follow at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Judd Anderton. Yeah, what are Judd. you drinking in that mug, dust? Hey, I'm drinking BYU's Big 12 money. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.